Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. We should put Phil on a monitor and record him too. What do you mean? Like you know, a video that way we, Yeah, that way we could, so that maybe we could see him. Well, we yeah. can see him, but he can't see us. Right. <laughs> yeah, I can't see you guys. I apologize. We're new no, to this. No, you're, you're better off not. Yeah. We have a face for radio, but apparently people want to see us on YouTube. Go figure. Somehow. I don't that think it's going to matter. Said. Yeah. Well, I've had a lot of people ask me if we're going to be on YouTube. Hello and welcome to this new episode of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Get off my lawn. Holy crap, that was loud. Get off my lawn. <laughs> and on a, on our Florida connection on WebEx this week instead of Zoom, because he's fancy, is Phil Jakes. Where are you? We're gonna get demonetized now. I love to know what the what the what the levels are on these videos. I just think they're off the charts. Yeah, I think we need to turn the monitor down a little bit. We're getting oh, okay. some feedback. Oh, God, I'm actually not even getting it in my headset this week, like normal. What's that? You're not getting it? Yeah, no, I'm not getting any of the audio that he's the drops that he's putting in. Oh crap! Oh, I thought he could have. Thought, thought you could, we, we thought, thought you could hear it, man. You probably could have heard death through the microphone. I was. I, sure. I, I could hear uh, Blink One Eighty Two, but I couldn't hear anything else. Oh uh-huh. man, this WebEx is not working out. Then <laughs> ditch it. I mean, we won't have to stop in forty minutes. I promise that. Oh well, that's a that's a good thing, I guess. Um, they were off to a good start here today. So, yeah, if anybody heard us last week, that was our opening uh, show for the second season. Uh, and we started off with a bang. I mean, we had Tony uh, Hollywood Membrino on, and we had Nicola Rose on. I mean, how, mu- how much more coverage can you possibly want on the show than to get those two on? I mean, I think we were the first show to have the winner and the... Uh, matriarch of the, i don't know how to put out she sounds founder. old now okay oh, sorry. The, no, the founder hey <laughs> we did not mention covid the whole time she was here okay no we did not so covid um, is the flu okay, i'll the say the publicist thanks to gino Bisconti. i'll say uh i'll say the founder of the giveaway there you go sorry uh, ceo I, el presidente dictator for life yeah yeah, yeah i agree whatever. with all that but yeah, I mean, we she started, sounds like a grandma. Yeah, I don't want to do that one. That's not... <laughs> That's uh, not I mean, her car is very matronly, but not the uh, <laughs> the rest, of, I guess. But um, yeah, so I mean, we started off with a bang, and then we come here this week, and we're like, all right, we're going to keep filming for YouTube, which, by the way, if uh, you're wondering where we are on YouTube, um, it's not going to be up for a few weeks, at least. Uh, we're going to have... Sid DiMaggio's got a lot of things going on. Like, he's got... Uh, he wants to finish the uh, Speed Bowl, the new, or at least the newest Speed Bowl documentary part, and he has a couple yeah, other things six. that he wants to take care yeah, of. Part six of the Speed Bowl, and he's got some other stuff that he's running through and website stuff. So we'll we'll get to it, but it's just a matter of time. So uh, again, expect a few weeks. Just be patient. I mean, it'll be up eventually. 
but we are filming and we might put the back backdate the episodes on there but um either way it'll be on youtube at some point uh we'll get there uh, oh. <laughs> what happened damn thing shut off <laughs> were you recording at all uh, yes i should have been we are a mess here today. This is what happens when we try to record episodes weekly, and it's before the main part of the racing Jesus season, record. and we don't have anything to talk about. Like We have the Chili Bowl and some other little things that we got to last week that absolutely nobody is going to like care about at all but me. So uh, it's going to be a short episode, I think. It's uh... Anyway, right, why is it back on standby? <laughs> we're a mess. You have to press the red button. Yeah, the one that says record. It says record, and then it stops. Maybe you have to sit there and hold the button. I'm not sitting here holding this button. I'm going to throw the piece of shit out the window. That's the next step. I'm literally using a $50 Amazon camera. I have with like a $50 SD card. So (laughs) hopefully... It'll actually work. Last week we tried the different cam. We're an absolute calamity. I mean, whoever asked us to do video work is insane. I don't know how we've gotten away with it for this long. We can do video work on other people, just not us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Well, we usually our, other, our video work on other people is second bright. to none. Have some goddamn pride. Oh, we usually this don't. Is Sid's view we're talking about here. We usually don't use our own equipment, <laughs> so. To be fair. I mean, the only equipment we really have is audio, and we already spent like a half an hour trying to figure out why an, uh, a headphone jack was unplugged, and that was my fault because I suck at this. So Should we just hit the reset button on this episode? Why? We, people, need to know, <laughs> people need to know why we're so bad at things. I think it's just a, it's a peek behind the curtain. I don't, I don't know. I think we're just good on it for right now, so we'll just keep rolling. Anyway, I think we should do some personal updates since Phil is obviously recording in his garage and his car for once doesn't have a scratch on it. Um, Actually, it does. I did bounce it off the wall. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you got the nice out of it at least. You got the new off it. But I just I was finding out how wide the car is. That's it. That's fair. But you you got a um, you've got your uh, races coming up pretty soon. And I've been nonstop in the garage, like I absolutely nonstop, just working my fingers to the bone. Like I, I come in every night and my hands are like swollen completely, and yep, like I my back, like upper back hurts because I don't wear like good shoes or something. I don't know. I'm an old man, so that stuff kind of matters. But I, I've been getting a lot done. Uh, there's there were a lot of rule changes that. You know, if you don't take advantage of them, you're going to be behind somebody that is taking advantage of them. So I I made all those my main priority, and I'm going through the list, basically. I have a, a whiteboard like anybody else in their garage, and I go make a list, and I go down that list. Well, this year, I made that list, I think, right before the rules came out. And it's about 12 to 15 items long, and I haven't actually touched anything on that list in fact i think i've actually made everything longer so it's not been going well uh when the list is getting bigger that's not a good thing but i i got a lot of real major stuff done i got the rear end fitted in the car hello did we not (laughs) 
<laughs> Where did that come from? Uh, no, but I got the rear end fitted in the car. That was a big deal. I got a drive shaft fitted to it. It just needs a U-joint. Um, we've got... I got the rear end uh, center section built. Um, that's That took a lot of time and effort, and I'm grateful for the measuring tools that I both won from Starrett Tools, and I won something else i forget but it's and my wife got me a a magnetic dial indicator which comes in really handy when i'm building rear ends so we got that done today uh i think i might have goofed on axle size but we'll figure that out when the time comes but anyway um i know jesse doesn't have a lot of uh i don't have any updates since 2019 i mean the thing should act by with all these rule changes and everything that thing should just be in a museum it might as well be as far as everything. Or at Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or at Stafford. I mean, it's still legal there just fine, except oh. for the motor. Oh, except, no, he needed a crate motor. Except for, you know, a motor that's made in America, you know, as opposed it's to. It's made in America, Central America, but it's still made in America. <laughs> <laughs> How do we not see this coming? I mean, so loud. That's probably his ringtone when when one of us calls him at this point. <laughs> I know we're having some serious weirdo monitor issues, and we're trying Can you different. Turn him up. We're trying different new technologies. Well, I would turn him up if I could see the monitor. Well, anyway, so Phil, how's your car coming along? Uh, I'm actually pretty close to done. Let me see my list. I literally just have to scale it, check the toe, and bleed the brakes at this point, and uh, we're ready for speed weeks. Well, that's good. So, yeah, I mean, the, the car sat outside for an entire year uh, between when I purchased it a little over a year ago and when I moved down here. Uh, so I, I've spent the past couple of weeks since uh, our first race just kind of going through everything on the car. I pressure washed it, make sure everything's tight. Uh, found a couple things that I needed to tend to and should be should be good. Driving, just get a man up. That's for sure. But <laughs> no, well, <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, we're again. I I, it, I know it's only mid to late mid January, uh, and I'm yeah. I know I started working on the car right right when the rules came out, but I'm still wondering if I'm going to get everything done that I want done. So uh, I'm I'm just like the body on the car is hammered. And I'm not even touching it. Most people like, do it two know. weeks before like, the event, so I think you're ahead of the game. I might be, but with with the amount of work that needed to be done, like it took me a couple weeks of fabrication alone just to do the rear end and the front suspension. I think I got all that pretty well dialed in, but I really don't know how much more I have left until I put the thing on the ground or start cutting body panels off of it. Like, I looked at the back bumper of my car, and it's been, I don't know, sectioned and pieced back together like 15 different places, and I was thinking, yeah. Swiss cheese. Yeah, I mean, I was going to probably just redo the whole thing, and I looked at it the other day, and I'm like, well, you might be going back on. I might just bolt it back on, weld it, whatever, because I'm like, I don't know how much time I got. Like, I probably have plenty of time, and I'm probably overreacting, but... When you're working on a car, it takes a lot of time, and it goes a lot quicker than you really think it does. Like, I looked at 
I looked at the calendar today and it was like, oh, all of my bills are late because I wasn't paying attention. Like the time just passes so quickly. It's just ridiculous. So I got to pay a lot of attention to time and make sure that I get this stuff done in a reasonable manner because it's just, like I said, when you're working and you're piddling on it, you know, a couple days a week or a couple hours a day, it, it stacks up. So, and some days you take off. I mean, it's just, that's how it is. You can't work every day. You just work yourself in the ground. Are you camp? I mean, I have, but you don't want to. That's apparently what I've been doing lately. Yeah, because you got broken up with via text message. So, RIP, <laughs> RIP you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Phil. You just got broken up with. You got broken up on your <laughs> birthday? No, day after. So it's okay. On the day I, saved, I saved a bunch of money on Valentine's Day by switching to single. <laughs> oh poor you that's sad i switched i saved a lot of money on valentine's day by just forgetting and being a, a bad husband so do you do the same thing with anniversaries and birthdays i just don't celebrate like anything because i just am like <laughs> a bad person the only oh. mistress i need is right behind me yeah well they should have known that from the start i guess right Yep. So. I give my girlfriend some extra kibble and loosen the chain up a little bit in her basement. <laughs> Puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs> Mr. Kiki Dog, Mr. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Meg. Jesus Christ. Oh, the producer is lucky. Up. Why do I hear these things? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. What's going on at Jesse's house? <laughs> oh my god! All right, so I'm terrified. I am terrified. That's why I'm just kind of glossing over it as much as I can. So, I guess don't go. Don't go over my house. <laughs> don't go there. Don't go in the basement. I'm waiting for the f- first cat to knock over my camera stand because it is very. Very chintzy. So, if that happens, you have to drink. Well, there's one out. Okay, there we go. Now, as it is not exactly a main part of the season for racing in anywhere. I mean, there are select events here and there, probably in, what, Florida, the Chili Bowl, this and that. We're coming up on speed weeks pretty soon, within, what, a couple weeks, two weeks? Yeah, it kicks off on uh, February 4th. It's practice night. All right. So we're coming up on that. And that's the start of, well, most speed weeks. I mean, we got the Roar, and then we got the uh, actual Daytona 24, and then we'll have the qualifying events for Daytona. So we're rolling into racing season, but we kind of limp into racing season more than anything else. So um, the first major event, I would say on the national calendar is definitely the chili bowl. And we had that this past week. Now I know Phil doesn't have flow TV. And so he probably didn't get to enjoy all of the preliminary night action. Well, I mean, I have Jesse's login information, but I forgot. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I completely spaced out on the fact that I had it. And I went on my computer today. I was like, son of a bitch. Oh man. So, all right. So you missed out. Uh, no, but it started last Monday, about a week ago. And I'm 
looking for results. The Chili Bowl is an incredible race. There's not just midgets there. There's like also winged outlaws, which are basically like midgets and legend cars had a baby and a bastard stepchild with like a world of outlaw car. Um, because it's like a winged car with 600cc motorcycle engines and whatnot. I think that's a mini sprint. Yeah, those are, they they call yeah, them wing outlaws there. Um, oh, that was the race before the Chili Bowl, right? That's correct, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what you're there's talking those, about. Okay. There's those, uh, there's, this whole event, this is the 35th running of it. And the the Chili Bowl Nationals themselves are take place in uh, indoors, for those of us who don't know, at a... Um, at the Tulsa Convention Center or something like that. It's all, all I know is is that it's this big long ass building. It's ten acres. This building's huge. It takes up ten acres. The building itself takes up ten acres of property. You said Tulsa, right? Yeah. yeah. And and yeah, everybody. Most of it is going to be pit. Is, is the actual pit area, the majority of the building, and the racetrack is off in the edge of the building and whatnot. And then they ventilate it, and then they have, uh, you know. Dirt or clay or whatever it is, oval. So yeah, major, the, major, major event. Twenty. How, I don't know how much it pays, but it's big, huge money. Um, I don't know either, um, but I do know that the track is kind of interesting. It's a quarter of a mile on the outside, and it's a sixth of a mile on the inside. Yeah. So it's a big, wide track, but you've got a lot of a variation. Yeah, you got a lot of variation in length. So um, you don't know how to gear the car, how to do stack. You know, it's just all. It's a. It, it makes a lot of room for error. Literally everything is done by feel, and they do have uh, wider wheels in the back than previous years. I noticed, mm-hmm. and the tires they were using had a ton of siping in it, and they were real, real deep and grippy. And you would see a lot of guys go into the corner and bike the car a lot when they got it sideways. Because the track had so much lateral grip into it, and the shelf on the uh, cushion would build up so high that you would go in there, and it would be like hitting a wall. You would just tip the car up. Like, a lot, a lot of grip. Yeah, if you drive too fast, the racetrack tries to kill you. Yeah, it's pretty interesting to watch, because they're fighting each other and the track. It's really fast-paced. Now, what? Now, you guys, um, what would make the track so grippy? Is it Now, what, what causes the berm in order to to be so hard like that moisture and what what type of track is it and soil composition yeah phil you got any do you know much about it or no i'm not much of a dirt guy yeah i wouldn't say it's it was really clay like i i think it was more something else i figured it'd be some kind of clay substance it's something that retains a lot of moisture and i'm not a dirt person i figured it'd be some kind of clay thing because you can't have that much dust in the air yeah yeah, they really have to water the piss out of it because if they let the thing dry slick off a lot, it would be so dusty like you wouldn't be able to see. And they couldn't ventilate it. Like people would probably get brown lung, like a 1920s disease because they're sitting in the grandstands for 6 days, listen, like sucking all this in. Yeah, so, 25% capacity stands too. Yeah, but you're still there. Sucking pretty good. fumes all week, so. So, yeah, anybody who's uh, there was um list of guys who were there was like um was uh Chase Elliott was there. Um he he ran the he ran the show. Um, he made it all the way to the F main, I think. Yeah, they started with uh an M main and guys had those who didn't qualify during the week or has problems. I actually that, have the with results. that many cars. Yeah, I have the results too. 
There's like an M main all the way up through. They had like two B mains, two C mains, or whatever. Well, I mean, I got two the... D mains, two E mains. Oh my god, there was so many of them. There was like three hundred and something cars. It was a huge amount of people to have to get through. Like yeah. I got, I got the Monday. They had, was, uh, or, who else did they it? have? Who else? Who else was in that race? Um, uh, well, the Monday feature had a ton of people in it. No, I um, meant like like people that you don't already know. Uh, Chase. Oh, uh, 2020. Um, Making Laps Podcast, uh, Driver of the Year, uh, finalist, uh, Chase Briscoe. Um, obviously. Ryan Newman was in there. Yep, Ryan Newman was in it. Dude, and, look, uh, listen to these names, Stenhouse. though. Like, I'm looking yeah, at Ricky the, Stenhouse. I'm looking at the Monday um, results, right? The Monday A-Main results, the first qualifying night. Yeah. Look at the A-Main. This is who was in it. They had... I mean, in midget names, Cannon McIntosh is making a name for himself. Tyler Courtney is as well. They got Chris Windham, David Gravel. I mean, they had Chase Briscoe, Tim McCready, Carson Macedo. Um, I mean, look, there's that's just the first night. Jerry Coons Jr. was in there. I think he got wrecked. I'm having um, a brain fart. Who is this? Who drives the seven car in the in the uh, uh, the the Xfinity series? Allgaier. Allgaier. Yeah, yeah, Justin Allgaier was was in it as well. Um, yeah, he didn't have a very good week from what I heard. No, he got into four wrecks in one night. Maybe five. Oh. I think five Sounds wrecks like in one night. Yeah. Um, should Oof. we go through who won on the qualifying nights? We can't go through everything. Not, uh, not all of them, but the, the sto- uh, just the, the A-main, just the guys who transferred. Sammy Swindell was in it. He's a five-time winner of this race. Yeah, his kid Kevin is a four-time winner of four it. Four in a row. Yeah, he won four in a row. He doesn't even four race anymore. Yep, four in a row from 2010 to 2013. And Sammy won it in 2009, so it's like five years in a row they won that race. So, so if you... Christopher if, Bell, obviously, and, and Kyle Larson, 20, 2020 Making Laps podcast, driver of the year, Kyle Larson. Right. So the way qualifying worked was I think they did it uh, by random pill draws where you figured out where you were going mm-hmm. and what night you were qualifying on and where you were qualifying or whatever. And then uh, whoever, if you qualified all the way up into the A main, they would take the top two out of your of your nightly A main, and those two would automatically lock into Saturday's feature. Um, I think they also carried passing points, and that counts how many cars you pass. And that was pretty interesting to keep track of. Um, let's see. We had uh, Cannon McIntosh and Tyler Courtney made it through on Monday to the, to the Saturday A-Main. Um, on Tuesday, we had, let's see here, Kyle Larson won and Thomas Meserol finished second, so they transferred into the A-Main. And then on Wednesday, we had, pardon me, Rico Abreu and Alex Bright, picked up first and second so they transferred in on saturday uh it must be such a weight off your back to not have to do all these ifj main well yeah that's yeah that's the um yeah they call that the alphabet soup and then abc yeah easy as one two three anyway anyway the the next night we had christopher bell and michael kofoid transferred to the a main buddy kofoid yep is that his nickname? That's his name. Day he goes by Buddy. Okay, so we got then we got to go to Friday. Sorry, I, I'm just reading it. I forgot his nickname. So we don't. 
But I mean, the story was though. It's not really that. It's also like how many cars you have to pass. How many car? If you you could start from all the way back and come all the way up through, from like the M feature, say to go up to the C main, to D main, the B main, and make it all the way to the show. Yeah. Now there was one guy, Jason well, McNugle. Can I finish? We had Friday. I just didn't finish one last night. It was oh. Friday night. We had Justin Grant and Kyle Cummings get the top two and go to the, straight to the A on Saturday, and then we had the yeah the alphabet soup run, which was what Jesse was talking about. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we can see those results. You know, and well, uh, anyway, I'll but. give you the main rundown here. It was Jason McDougal. He came from on Saturday. He had to come all the way back from the I main. And yeah, he, he had problems in qualifying. Yeah, he had big problems. And he came from the I main, made the H, qualified up to the G feature, all the way up through the E, and then he got up to the D main, and then he, he was in a transfer spot in the trans in the last transfer spot on the last corner, of the last lap, and then got uh, taken out. Yeah, Ryan Bernal sent it into turn three, knocked him, turned him around. Bernal got DQ'd. Uh, afterwards, Bernal did. Apologized to him personally after the race because they both it well he he admitted all fault to it he just bonsai him yeah he said he screwed him and um, I want to just mention one thing also mm-hmm. is that he became the most hated man in Tulsa really 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 quickly because even the track photographers were flipping him off as he drove by <laughs> no, that's not a joke either they were that's not a joke that i was, was watching the, the funniest pho- thing. oh my god the photographers the photographers <laughs> gave him the big wheel finger as he double drove birds by. yeah because he passed 62 cars 61 i think by my count yeah he ended it's up close enough the record was 69 set by jj yaley in 2004 yeah uh, JJ came from, I think it was like the F main or something, but he started almost last in every one of them. Yeah. And he passed everybody. Yeah. Like everybody, he was the two thousand. you got to remember here, JJ Yaley, everybody remembers him from cup and like fizzling out a cup, but you got to remember where he actually came from. He came from dirt. He was the 2003 sil- um, triple crown USAC champion. Now that's uh, midgets, sprints, and... Silver Crown. Silver Crown, right? Yep. So he won all three of those championships, didn't Not he? Not many guys have done it. No. Um, uh, did Tony Stewart do that? Tony Stewart's done it. What about Kenny Schrader? Uh, no. Okay. No. Um, um, the guy Brian, who did it this year was um, the, uh, the gentleman Dave's, that did it. The, Chris Wyndham did it this year. Oh, really? Did what about, Dave uh, Steele do it? I don't think he's ever won the Triple Crown. Brian no. Clawson? Brian Clawson's done it. Okay. Ken, yeah. so, Kenzer? I don't know if any Kinsers have done it. Maybe I early think Kinsers were really dirt guys, not really like they silver were mostly crown. Uh, outlaw guys, mm. world of outlaw guys. Yeah, they didn't really run silver crown or midgets or anything. They ran outlaws. Gotcha. Uh, did Swindell ever do it? Sw- I, I'm not really sure. Um, Man, we got to look this stuff up because now I'm curious. We didn't uh, even look. We're, this wasn't even a talking point. We just kind of riffed on it. But no, I mean, no prep. No, we don't prep at all. I mean, if anybody tunes into this show thinking we're journalists, you should probably tune it off because we're not journalists. We're just guys talking racing. If you want journalism, go somewhere else, uh, even though we are probably better than most journalists out there. Yeah. Um, Fair point. Yeah. Dave Darlin did it, too, I think. Oh, he did? Yeah. All right. I think he did it, yeah. But, I mean, if... Poncho Carter definitely did it. Oh, really? Yeah, Poncho, Poncho was a monster in the 70s. Oh, man. Yeah, he did that shit. I remember that. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Um, but no, yeah, McDougal... Dave, Dave Darlin, P- 
Poncho Carlin, Tony Stewart, J.J. Ailey, Jerry Coons Jr., wow, he Tracy Hines, and oh, I Chris forgot about Wyndham Hines is the newest one. I yeah. should have known Tracy Hines. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, he did it. Uh, anyway, Triple Crown. Yeah. I think Tony's the only one who's Tony. Tony, J.J. Ailey, um, and I think Poncho Carter or or somebody um, is the only ones that do it in the same year. Really? So yeah. you can win the Triple Crown, but you can do it in different years. I thought it was yeah, all Tracy had to be Hines in... won the 2000 Silver Crown, 2002 Sprint, and 2015 Midgets. Oh, so he's technically won the Silver Crown. Chris Wyndham did 2016 Silver Crown, 2017 Sprint, and 2020 Midget won too. Oh, okay. So, yeah, J.J. Yeah, Yaley did it in one year. I think Tony Stewart did it one year. That's really hard to do. I yeah, mean, those guys are really, really good. I think everybody kind of, you know, like I said, they kind of see what Yaley did in NASCAR and kind of judged his whole career on that. But you put him in a midget, the guy is unreal. Like he's good, you know. And yeah. I had I had no idea the depth of his career. Honestly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of guys kind of start out here and go USAC and end up in different different raids. Most uh, of the guys that used to end up in USAC used to go to Indy cars. So typically, yeah, because I mean, look at a silver crown car. Even after the USAC split back in the eighties, but yeah, they still did it. They still, you still came from there, right? But I mean, you don't see it as much anymore because now, um, I don't know if it really translates as much. I think they've kind of gone away from that. But um, then again, you never know. I mean, it's not, it's not like it's a, it's a precursor to go one place or the other to make your way up the ladder. It's just a matter of money and some talent. Uh, which is sad, but we all know it anyway. Um, so yeah, I feel bad for, I think everybody feels bad for McDougal because he, if he had actually transferred into the C main, like he was supposed to more than likely he would have won the, the, or he would have got the record for most passing points in a single, um, single week. Um, or no, a single day. It was a single day record. Um, but no, he definitely would have gotten that record because he was passing seven, eight, nine, ten cars every heat race or every uh, every lower feature, you know, I, F, J, whatever the hell feature it is. So he only had to make up eight to beat Yaley, and he got like, he he probably would have been doing that or double if he had made it to the C main. But we'll never know. But he had a hell of a run. He made a fan out of me. So let's talk about another almost record was how many flips. Oh. The flip count. That's one of the more important things to talk about when you're talking about the Chili Bowl. Right. How many did we end up with? I think 69? it was 67. 67? Yeah. I, I see the, the 2019 event saw the flip count top out at 75. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> Some guys were flipping <laughs> twice in one race. They just rolled it right over and just kept on trucking. Can, I, funny. can I say one thing about the track crew there? They are. It's your show. They are involved. <laughs> like I like those guys. Like the track guys, the cleanup crew. There's a lot of them, and they're on scene sometimes before the car even stops crashing. Like they're on scene to get the guy flipped back over or whoever, and they'll even take a look at the car while they're flipping it back over and be like, "Hey, this thing looks pretty good. You want to go again?" They do it gentle. Yeah, and they, they don't just flip the car back over willy-nilly. They they do it really gently. They get it back on all four. And then I'll see like three or four officials just wander around the car and like look at all the radius rods and like, 
shocks and, and springs and axles and, you know, arms and all this other stuff and be like, hey, this thing looks fine. Let's just push it out and keep going. And it, it was really, it was cool to watch because I saw a lot of cars take a tumble and the officials would be right there. They wouldn't say, oh, well, we can't work on your car. It's like, well, they're not working on it. They're just seeing if it's safe to drive. And then they would just keep going. Well, they were very hospitable because you don't have a lot of turnaround time. These are time-limited events as well. They're each one of those main events. Yeah, but it was so cool because, and you know, if you they go... they had limited time to work on them. So it's almost like they're helping out the competitor and being hospitable. Well, it helps, it helps to put a, sh- a good show on, too. You know, it's just, it takes a few seconds. They look the car over. They're like, you're good. Or, nope, this is broken. Get out. You know, it's... On asphalt racing, there's been so many times when I've wanted to say to an official, hey, does this look like it's rubbing on a wheel or tire or something? And they just won't say anything to you. It's like, you guys suck, you know? I'm sure you guys have had the same kind of uh, problems when you've raced as well. You just have, you gotta, like, you gotta pull up to the fence and wave and find your crew and, like, you just wish that somebody would actually (laughs) tell you or... Like take five seconds and look at something and say yes, you need to pit or no, you're fine. Webby was always good for that. Yeah, well, he was a racer and he was, Webby was good always at good that, for that. So, yeah, Webby was good for well, that. I am, I, I've, I've for seen that. Bob Potter do it a few times when uh, uh, when when we were at the speedball. Yeah, like some guys will do it, but a lot of guys will just tell you to go in the pit because they just can't be bothered by it, and I hate that. It's like be hospitable, all right. So, before the A-Main on Saturday, the biggest controversy that he, that happened all week long um, was the fact that it took a while for the track prep to finish before the final A-Main on Saturday night, uh, before the 55-lap main event. Now, what did you guys think of the wait? I mean, we're on the East Coast, so we're a little bit handicapped. They're in the middle of the country. So they're kind of working on their time. They're not working on our time. The features got over midnight central time. That's a long time. On a Sunday. Yeah, that is kind of late. What time are they on? That seems to be a dirt thing, though. I don't understand why, but dirt tracks in general seem to run later than asphalt tracks. You, you know, I really hate to say it, but like some of the worst times I've had at a racetrack have been at a dirt track. Um but I don't think it was really through much fault of their own because I went to World of Outlaw races at Lebanon Valley, and I love the valley. And we went there on a normal race night, and we had a great time, and it didn't take all night. It didn't feel like we were sitting around waiting forever. But for some reason, when we were there with the World of Outlaws or whatever, they would run two divisions, like the Big Block Modifieds and the Outlaws. I think they would start qualifying at like 4 o'clock, and we would be waiting until after midnight to finish two divisions. It's like, what the freaking hell takes so long at a dirt track? And they're like, All oh. that raceway near me, they don't start features until 8 o'clock at night. And you get home at 6 a.m.? 3, usually. <laughs> That's unacceptable. <laughs> In every single way. That is unacceptable. It is a little ridiculous. I can't see how they even think that that's acceptable. Like, that's just ridiculous to me. I I want to play devil's advocate somewhere and think about track prep, but I don't think it's been mattering that much. I mean, maybe at the Chili Bowl it does because they were cognizant of the of the berm and they were they were needing it like it was like pizza dough or something. I know that the you know? 
they put the thing is is with the chili bowl is that these cars they tear the track up pretty hard and they want to try to make it as fair as they possibly can for everyone else to have you know a freshly prepped racetrack and they did a pretty fair job until the a main and for some odd reason, I don't know what they were doing. They didn't even say what they were doing. I mean, if you've got a problem with the racetrack and you see a fault with it that you want to fix, maybe communicate that with us. And maybe, like, tell us what you're doing. Maybe tell us that, oh, hey, by the way, we found a rut that was forming or we found a giant dip that we're trying to fix. We're trying to level the track out. We're trying to redo everything. I mean, come on. It takes them, like, 10, 15, 20 minutes in between the the lower tier mained events to get the track prepped and ready so what the hell took them so long to do the a main i mean the track looked exactly the same they also had pomp and circumstance as well yeah and they could have got that done as they were doing the track prep those 25 percent of the fans in there would probably not have mattered either way they're not watching track prep they're sitting there <laughs> waiting for a show i mean i went to bed and I was like, I can't, I can't steal, like, I can't stay up. I have to record this. I'll watch it tomorrow, whatever. Luckily, I somehow managed to stay awake. But it's, I shouldn't have to fight to stay awake to watch a race. I should just be able to watch it. I know a lot of people online were like, well, asphalt racing doesn't need this type of track prep. And I'm like, well, that's true. You take a blower to the track and... You knock Just all the rubber the marbles. Off it. Yeah, you clean the marbles off it, and that's that's it. Send the race cars out. But again, I I don't know. I'm not big into the dirt track prep stuff. I mean, I thought we were supposed to have a, a changing racetrack and stuff. But yeah, I know they tear it up a lot. But I I honestly don't see where an hour and a half, however long that took to prep a track, without any notification of why they were taking that long is really acceptable. So that's I will say hats off to Bob Dillner for the good job he did uh, killing that time. That oh, yeah. could not be a comfortable situation at all. Yeah, he had to really dig deep, but he, he's been in broadcasting a long time, so he's he's been through these types of things with rain delays and all sorts of delays, so he's just like, all right, bring me this person. This person's on my list. All right, bring me that person. We'll talk about this. He's got plenty of time because he, he's down at New Smyrna all the time. He oh, yeah. knows how slow programs can run. Oh, yeah. I mean, if don't God forbid, please don't crash when you go to New Smyrna because I don't want to wait half an hour for one car to get towed off the track, okay? Oh, it's miserable. <laughs> hey, they don't move very fast down the south. No. It's even worse when you're sitting there and you can see the track on the ramp in off of four, and you're sitting there and every five seconds, yellow flag. And then it takes 30 minutes to clean up the wreck, and they get a half a lap in and yellow flag. Dillner is a pro, you know, making time, filling time, talking about nothing. He'd be pretty good on this show. Yeah, we do a lot of talking about nothing. Pretty good on this show. Nothing and stuff about nothing. So anyway, they fi- you know what's funny is it took them that long to prep the track, but it took them like a quarter of the time to run the race. Like they... Yeah, that was actually a really good race. They flew through that race. Like, I remember, like, almost nodding off when they went green. And I went and checked my phone, and I read something. 
And then I heard the announcer come over and it said, all right, we're halfway through the main event. I'm like, really? That was like five minutes. And I think they had a couple little incidences here and there, but I mean, Kyle Larson. Christopher Bell's wreck. Oh, well, yeah, but. That was aggressive. Kyle Larson was just running away with it. Yeah, Christopher Bell drove too fast. Yeah, the track was doing exactly what I thought it was going to do. They <laughs> tried to kill him. It's it started out pretty good, and then the middle kind of dried up. So you had the inside and the outside, and as soon as you keep racing, it's going to keep building the cushion to the outside, and they're going to keep pushing it wider and wider, and eventually, it's going to shelf off because the the dirt is too, well, not too moist, but it's got a lot of moisture in it, and it almost was like clumpy at times, and it just built that big shelf. And it sucks down real hard. Yeah, they, you're you're not driving on it; you're packing it in, basically. Um, and so these guys would come up, and I think Larson said it. He's like, "Yeah, we, you know, the track was getting treacherous towards the end. We had to essentially drive. Um, what did he say? We had to. You had to tiptoe on that line, and if you went over it, you were basically going to get caught by somebody catching you." So you had to tiptoe on that shelf of the cushion, and it was it was really tough for these guys to um, to Dude. stay fast because the bottom worked out really dried out like about two thirds of the way through the race. So there was no two lines. You had to you had to rip sliders if you were going to try to pass people. Yeah, Jesse, you were going to say something. Now, um, who was driving that seven car? Seven car. Was it Kevin Thomas Jr. or was it? Uh, Tyler Courtney. I think that, it was Tyler Courtney. Yeah, that went in that corner hard. I think for that third. was Tyler Courtney. Yeah. Um, and he went in that he thing backwards. Sent it. He went in it backwards. Yeah. And <laughs> that was hit aggressive. It, hit that berm so hard, it almost flipped him over. It almost. If he had, if he had uh, hit it with the fuel tank, it would have popped the tank. I know, right? Jeez. Oh my god. That was so aggressive. Well, yeah. Tell you, that was uh yeah, that was that was something. And uh Carl Larson almost gave it away a couple times because it was so nasty. Um, oh god, yeah. The track was just so rubbered up. I mean it was I mean not rubbered up, but it was so uh tacky at the cushion. It would it would basically put you on a bike if you hit it hard enough. Yeah, the infield tractor tire was right. Chili bowl, toilet bowl, speed bowl, dust bowl. Don't matter. Larson buys straight away. <laughs> he called that shit. Yeah, he sure did. What are we doing? I am trying to plug my camera in and failing because I thought this battery was supposed to last two hours and it's already red. So, carry on while I try to do this. Am I supposed to carry the show on my own? Yep. I don't want to do this. Sorry, folks. <laughs> I don't want to do You're like Garth when Wayne leaves I'm him okay. on the... I'm okay. Wayne? <laughs> it's... When he leaves him on stage at Wayne Stock to try to kill time. Everything's okay. I... <laughs> Everything's okay. It's okay. We're going to be okay, man. We're out of... We have some bad red rope licorice. Do not eat the red rope licorice going through the crowd. And everybody's booing them. <laughs> I'm okay. Not. 
<laughs> God, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Oh, it's funny. It's a good one. Yeah. Oh, man. So we need that on the board. All right. So I pulled up the results for Saturday, I think. Holy crap. They have all the features. I didn't even look at that. <laughs> oh, I'm all the way at the bottom at M features. Anyway. I just, yeah. So, yeah. I'm looking for who you were talking about. And that person, mm, I can't find him. You said was it seven? Grant? Would you say seven? Justin oh, yeah. Grant. Yeah, seven, maybe. Well, seven car was Tyler Courtney. I think there's you might have been talking several, about the two car. because There's the, several seven cars. Well, I think you were talking about the two car. I don't think it was the seven who pulled no, that big move. I, th- I think two. it was the two. It wasn't the two? No. It was definitely was it the, the seven? Was it the kid that finished second? The st- oh. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. The kid that finished second is uh, Justin Grant, I think. Yeah, I think you're, yeah, that's, yeah, I think you have confirmed. No, I'm, I'm yes. looking at it right now. So, yeah. So I, I had the results, but I lost it because I'm not on the right browser. We're not good at this. Anyway, so yeah, dropping the ball completely. Did you know Kyle Larson did win the Chili Bowl for the second year in a row? Um, which is good because usually he has a penchant for giving it away at the very last moment. Ask Christopher Bell how he knows that. Um, because he passed him on the last lap what two years ago. That's right. Yeah. Kyle Larson won last year. Two, yeah, two years ago. And I mean, it's nice to – well, the guy's career is coming back to him, and this is just kind of the icing on the cake for him. I mean, he won the Chili Bowl last year, called it bigger than the Daytona 500. For him, it probably is. For a lot of dirt racers, it probably is. And then the guy goes out there and loses his ride and has to basically dig his way back up from the bottom, wins like 40 or 50 races throughout the year, makes a name for himself back on dirt, um, has to come back through. And, th- again, this is the icing on the cake for him. So it's, eh, I was going to say something else, but I wouldn't say it's too out of, well, when you win your second one, I guess it's not as special as the first one, but I'm sure that any time you win it is good. So, I mean, winning once is good, winning twice is great. So, Anyway, I don't I don't know about anything else with the chili bowl. Do we have anything else on it? Anybody? All quiet on the western front. Oh, okay, I guess I'm gonna talk all no, day I then. I got nothing. <laughs> I, that was my first time watching it this year, so I was just kind of taking it in. I'm just yeah. I'm glad I found the feed, you know, because they switched from Flow TV did all the way up to the C main, and then Mav TV took over. So I hate that, but yeah, that's what sucks because I used to have and i'm gonna say this used to have i used to have youtube tv and i used i I had it because it had nesson and it had unlimited dvr and it had all the things that i wanted and then they started adding channels and adding to the price and adding channels that just stuff deleting channels stuff i didn't they added stuff i didn't want and took away the things that i did want and that really pissed me off. They took away Nessun. I don't have Mav TV, but they gave me stuff like Own and like some Latino channel. And I'm like, I don't read or speak Spanish. This is not going to help me in any way. Like, I don't watch Women's Network. I don't watch, you know, investigate whatever mm. this and murder porn that and home I gardening. And... Guapo. Come on, you don't subscribe to the Church of Oprah Winfrey? Hell no. This woman has such a giant ego that she has to have the biggest goddamn magazine of, of all of them. So, no, I'm not interested in anything she's selling. She's the only cover model on it. 
Yeah, she's the and only her ego person. About as big as their waistline. Ugh. Has to be that big of a magazine. Anyway, bitter fat ass. We're gonna get sued. No but... one listens for us to be sued, or else we'd be <laughs> off the air by now. That's true. That is true. Oh, Boxes anyway. for you and for you and for you and for you. What is this? It's a subpoena. Subpoenas for you and you and you. No. Uh... <laughs> Look underneath your seats. It's subpoena. You've been sued, and you've been sued. Just waiting for it. Anyway, so now that the Chili Bowl is wrapped up, we're looking forward to Speed Weeks. Um, did I completely drop the ball on my on my uh, internet streaming service story? I think I did. So anyway, yeah. uh, okay, so let's go back to that because I'm you know completely scatterbrained. Uh, <laughs> squirrel, yeah, squirrel. Um, so I dropped YouTube TV because they pissed me off, and I went and got a different streaming service. Uh, I think I got Fubo or something, but they add Nessun. Be- Fubar. So it's yeah, Fubar. But th- I got I got Nessun back, so I can watch the hockey games now. And I also paid like four extra bucks a month and got the outdoor package, so I could get Mav TV. The Islanders suck, by the way. Um, beat Tuca. Tuca's a he has no sisu, no courage. He's disgraced to the league. Yeah, they and also, therefore the nation. They won one to nothing on a Go high home. on Go a high home. stick. They didn't call the high stick. Go back home, Tuca. Anyway. I'm so over Tuca. Tuca's a bitch. They just don't have anybody better. Tuca time is coming gone. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I got the new streaming service like uh, 10 minutes before um, the C-Main started, so I could just switch right over. And I'm like, well, good. Now I don't have to deal with this. I can actually watch it. So, great. I, I... Killed two birds with one stone. I can watch on Jesse's Flow account, watch the whole week, which I did in the garage. I watched all the pre- the prelims and stuff. And then I, you know, win-win. Got rid of my shitty service. And then they and then Mav TV puts it on for free on Facebook. Yeah. Which, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> so anyway, in the future, at least now I'll be, you know, fixed. So <laughs> I'll be fixed up good. So does anybody want to talk about Formula One? No. Damn. No, no, not particularly. You can go ahead. It's your show. <laughs> That's great. Can I go now? How far in are we? <laughs> 51 minutes. What? Okay, so no Formula One this week. We'll save that for later. Oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to scare Jesse because we can talk about that at any time. I'm going to have the Rona next week. You live in Florida. The Rona doesn't exist there, remember? Oh, that's right. Okay, you're gonna so, have the Rona next week, but I, I, I think I know why. I think I know why. You, it, it, it's it, contagious during speed weeks. That's when it ramps up the most, isn't it? No, it only it happened ramps that up way after, in China. It only ramps up after presidential inaugurations. Before, right oh, before. oh, and oh, before. I'm sorry. It'll it'll shut off after this. Um. Anyway, so I do have a piece of local news. Um, that I thought was pertinent enough to bring on the show. So it was announced that the American Canadian Tour was switching to Hoosier Tires in May instead of their American Racers. Uh, I, I guess they had been doing extensive testing last year with uh, Robbie Summers from Hoosier Tire East and Chris Michaud, who does, I think it's Chris Michaud who runs the ACT. And uh, I guess they came to a deal where they did a 
it's a specific tire compound that will only be run on uh, those cars in that series. Uh, apparently, the cost will remain the same at $130 a piece. And to be fair, um, I don't know why I didn't see the tire change for us coming at Thompson. Because this all ties in. Because we got changed to Hoosier Tires for our division. And I'm like, why the hell would they do that? They're not listening to us, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, maybe because the two sanctioning bodies who are now running the track have a deal with Hoosier. And it's like, well, okay. I should have I seen the writing on the wall here. I guess I'm not a very good investigative journalist. Phil, what's your opinion on that? I mean, I don't know. I think Hoosier makes a better tire. It's better for racing. I think, uh, the American Racers for, like, the street stocks is a good tire, but I think for, like, the late model stuff, Hoosier is a better tire overall. I know the American Racer guys have had a lot of issues down here um, with tires. Do they blister? But, yeah, they have a lot of problems with them blistering, or they had. I don't know about the new compound, but hmm. the only thing that I, I don't understand is why they have decided to come up with a whole new tire for this. Hoosier has an 8-inch slick uh, that's the F70, which I'm sitting on a stack of them right now, and it is a fantastic fucking tire. Well, I don't know either, but I know there's got to be some kind of reasoning behind it. I remember they had some real serious tire issues when they repaved um, Thunder Road. Thunder Road. Yeah, Yeah, I remember they had serious tire issues when they did that. So I wonder if they just kind of tested there as a worst case scenario and said okay if the tires will survive here without any special nonsense then they'll probably survive anywhere so i think that's probably what they did with hoosier and uh i know robbie summers is super involved in tire um technology and stuff and it's nice to have them 30 minutes from the house yeah (laughs) because it's yeah, we were talking about this earlier, and Phil says, yeah, our, our local Hoosier distributor is in North Carolina, and he's in Florida. I'm like, yeah, my my local distributor is uh, between me and Hartford, which is like 35, 40 minutes. And they have a Hooters. Oh, just, we got Hooters everywhere. Jess, you wouldn't recommend the Manchester tires. Hooters, would you? Why? You're not there for the wings anyway, so you're there for the breasts. Oh, right. You know? oh. See, my problem is I keep going to places for the food. Yeah. So you're not there for that. Oh, I had a girlfriend that used to work at Hooters. She was the cook. <laughs> Tilted Kilt is a little bit better than Hooters. Where's that? Is there one around here? There's a couple down here. They're really, really nice. You should have some grits and tits. <laughs> That's a southern thing, right? <laughs> That's a southern uh, thing. You I gotta have a chain of grits and tits. I don't understand grits at all. I went to North Carolina and people were ordering grits. I'm like, why would you want to eat sand? Like this is gross. Yeah, I don't understand that stuff. I'm like, if you're gonna eat something crappy, like eat oatmeal. Like that and collard <laughs> greens. Hey, don't knock oatmeal. I said, I love oatmeal. I, oatmeal's better. Yeah. yeah you're gonna eat yeah. something calm, green. Calm down. Oatmeal. God damn, dude. Gr- grits and collard greens. I never understood. What the hell is a collard green anyway? I don't know. I've never tried it, but it looks disgusting. It's like a Brussels sprout and a piece of broccoli made a baby, and it should have been an abortion. Anyway, it looks like the abortion. <laughs> Something I don't know. Um, What's wrong with like, I don't know, actual greens like broccoli or spinach or lettuce? 
Or beans? Well, um, this is it, Tyler Green's is like the pickled pig's feet of vegetables. It's like you could, but why? Welcome to Making Laughs podcast, where we talk about food. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of things to talk about. It. This show's over. I mean, I don't have anything else to talk about. We're almost an hour in as anyway. The, as far as the tire situation goes, uh, a faster tire is not always a better tire. So no, absolutely not. Uh, so I'll I, just leave it at that. I don't know. I think that the Hoosiers are more prone to wear out instead of blister. So I think that's kind of why they might have made this change. Yeah, late model guys are buying tires every week anyway. So yeah, so a shit. again, the price, they said the price is exactly the same. It's 130 bucks a tire. And again, I think it's a move. Maybe it's a better tire deal for the series. And it's not going to really hurt the ra- I don't think it's going to hurt the racers anyway, to be fair. Um because if you're on that series, you're buying tires anyway, like you guys said. So it's not going to really matter too much. Yeah, no, it's it's not going to matter. I mean, the, the tires, like I said, the tires we used on here, the F70, I think would have been a fine tire for them. And they wouldn't have had to go through the process of making a new tire. I think Stafford even ran these tires on their late models at one point. Um, I just I don't understand why you would spend all that money engineering a new tire. I'm just not a fan of Hoosier tires due to my own personal experience, but I mean, I don't really want to piss anybody at Hoosier off because I'm sure they've done a very, you know, good job and they just, it's like Coke and Pepsi. It's like you'll have a preference and that's just it, you know, that's... Pepsi sucks. See, everybody's got a preference. I mean, that's fine. It's not a preference. It's a fucking fact. Pepsi sucks. Jesse loves Coke, but I don't... Wait. (laughs) You spelled it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I won't go there. <laughs> no. No. Uh, no. <laughs> it's okay. We're punchy. I'm so done. It's a K-E, not C-K at the end of the C. Um, yes. You, um, you only like Coke because you have rum in it. I mean. That's okay, though. Maybe. Do they still use coca leaves in that? But it's not like fun so. anymore. Oh. Oh, well. And if it's not fun, then screw it. I'm done. Are you yeah, we're not the- talking about 1890s children's medicine anymore. <laughs> you got ghosts in your blood. Take some cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm done. I'm punchy. What do you guys think? Are you done? There better be some racing on between oh now and the God, next podcast. I hope so this is annoying. Between now and the next podcast, or else <laughs> we, we can talk about the making laps iRacing series. Yeah, what, we'll be talking about that next time. Because yeah, what's going to be? Yeah, what is it going to be? I don't know. I don't oh, know. That's perfect. I think we're going to redo the chili bowl in our own form. What do you think? I'm okay with that. I just got to go home and download it. That's all. Yeah, me too. I have to buy. Just give them time to buy stuff. I got the car. Download. I just don't have the track. So there we go. If anybody hasn't My- tried the league out, give us a shout and we'll put you on. Yeah, um, my first my first laps in the midget and on the chili bowl track will be tomorrow at the first lap of practice. Tomorrow at eight. Why got you it. got a job yeah. or something? I have a race car I have to finish up. Oh, he doesn't do actual. Oh, work. actual racing. Oh yeah, I forgot about. I I remember actual, actual racing. racing. I remember doing that. It'll come back. Those were fun. Anyway, so I need a crate motor. I need yeah. I need I need a four thousand dollar communist crate motor. And then I need a you know a ten thousand dollar rear end, so <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Anyway, you can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. 
Uh, you can find it on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. By the way, breaking news, we have an email address. We do. It is Making Laps Podcast at gmail.com. Welcome to the 90s. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Congratulations. You've got mail. Oh. It- Ooh. I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> We're not going to go off on this train. Anyway, um, you can find me at Brent Gleason01 on Instagram and Twitter. You can find Phil at P Jakes, P J A C Q U E S Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find Jesse in a dark alley. Um, actually, you My won't basement. find actually you won't find him. He'll find you. Um, <laughs> that sounded creepy, didn't it? Christ! <laughs> I will find you. I have a special set of skills. I will find you, and I will kill you. I hope not. Anyway, until our next episode when oh, I pray to God there's some actual racing news going on. Maybe I'll actually put some work into um, research. Maybe I should do a worst. By the way, we're going to come up with song coming up. We're going to come up with a this. new segment so anybody who wants to submit this would be awesome. It's going to be called Comment of the Week and it's going to be racing related only. So if you want to send that DM us or we will come up with one. It has to be pertaining to racing or a racing-related article. That's right, because there's only a limit that can go up my ass or pee hole. Right. Okay. So, until next all time. Right. Until next time, keep the dirty side down and stay out of the fence. Thank you all for listening. Oh, Christ. I shouldn't have wasted this theme song on such a crappy episode. Because I love this theme song. I can't hear it. So. So. Well, you'll hear it. I'm going to pretend it's really good. It's high five. Bye. Yeah, look up the Perfect Strangers theme song. Nope. America or verse? Ha, it's funny because you misspell it. How quirky in European. Coming over here on a boat, not even on a plane. Lindbergh had flown over the fucking... uh, The Atlantic Ocean. You come over here on a boat. Maybe he's scared of heights. We're done.